Welcome, listeners. This is episode four, Adventures in DeFi Kingdoms. This is Raf streaming to you live above the keep in the hot air balloon. So far, we haven't had any owners of the hot air balloon complain to us. And so we're, we're hoping that squatters' rights take over here soon. And uh, this becomes the Adventures Hot Air Balloon. Uh, tonight, I have with me, and today is uh, December 18th on a Saturday. And so we got a, a special after dark uh, podcast with uh, Walton, our, our third investing partner, and with Nindorf. Say hi, guys. How's it going? Hello. Start with introduction. You got me into uh, the cryptocurrency space. I think maybe it was about a year and a half ago. Uh, tell me a little bit about your your journey so far in crypto and how we got you into DeFi Kingdoms. Yeah, so it started probably about a little over a year ago. My buddy got me actually started on it way back in the day. On <laughs> funny that I say this, but XRP. Uh, which is now a banned uh, crypto that you can't trade anymore. Uh, in any ways, it made me start to look into more, uh, create a Reddit account, did a lot more research, and have been investing in crypto ever since. It's been pretty good for me. And then uh, with DeFi Kingdoms, we ended up, you were the one, Raf, that told me about that. And I had told you that I was always interested in getting into um one of these nft to play games uh like i've mentioned to you guys before one of the ones that was mentioned to me was zed run and uh i didn't really want feel like it was the right time to get in for that one you guys told me this one was coming out i was interested uh did some research on it looked like it was a great thing and <laughs> i went 100 percent into it and it's been good ever since so for our listeners out there, uh, we've been able to to drop or sneak in a, a Jurassic Park quote uh, every episode, um, and so I thought it'd be fun this time to have Nindorf uh, give a little explanation about uh, you know the the place that Jurassic Park holds uh, in our hearts, near and dear to us. So why don't you tell the Jurassic Park story from from our? So you mean uh, it just being a great movie in and of itself isn't enough? <laughs> no yeah it, it's uh you know it's one of those uh stories the typical uh college story i would say right uh i wasn't it at um your college house i believe you had this table right that's right your table i think if i'm remembering correctly it was a yeah you're you are correct it's a poker table um that once you flipped it over upside down it had increase in value and so <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah we used to play some other games why don't you explain yeah yeah so we uh it was a game in college that we loved and uh called landmines i don't know if anybody's familiar with it but long story short you you finish your beer it becomes a landmine you got us Put it in front of your buddy to hope he knocks it over and blows up the landmine and runs out of lives. It's basically a great opportunity to, well, I guess drink a lot of beer. But uh, the, the fun part about this one is, um, uh, Raph, I think your record in this game was pretty good. You want to tell us about your record? Yeah, I, I think I've um, won twice, but it's not really an outright victory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, the funny thing about this game is it often ends with people just wandering away from the table, falling asleep on a couch or doing something else. Um, 
obviously after we left college, we really haven't had the chance to play the game too many times since then, maybe only once or twice. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And w- what we ended up, uh, you know, one night after the game, just writing Jurassic Park quotes onto the table. That's uh, right. So a- everything that we could think of uh, that just popped into our mind. Uh, and so, you know, the, the Jurassic po- the Jurassic Park classics have, have been with us ever since. Oh yeah, and it's something that we just I, for whatever reason it's just that random moment, and it just it just like you said it lives on, and we uh, there's some some great ones for pretty much every opportunity in life that you can find a Jurassic Park quote. Turns out, <laughs> absolutely. All right, well, why don't you tell us about uh, your question of the day you have prepared? Yeah, sure. Um, so last time it was you know what was a, a big uh, you know mistake or whoopsies in the game, and I thought well that, that kind of leads into another good topic. Um, with these markets and crypto being so crazy, what do you guys think? Crypto anxiety? Is that something you have? Is it, is it, you get hung up on the ups and downs? What do you think? Yeah, I can go first. Um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd be lying to say if I, I wasn't uh, a slight bit nervous. I'll talk about this a little bit later as well in our price discussion, but, you know, something that helped me gain a little bit of um, security or comfortability is, you know, I, I made sure um, with playing DeFi kingdoms that uh, every amount in U S dollars that I put into the game, I, I initially uh, cashed out actually at the last time that jewel hit about $10. Um, I cashed out that amount um, to make sure that, you know, I knew that I was at least playing with house money from that point forward. So uh, yeah, definitely. Um, still a little bit of crypto anxiety. I think if uh, if you don't have that, you know, maybe uh, there might be something wrong with you too. So, uh, what about you, Walton? I uh, just, I mean, been in the crypto for a while now. You obviously know the ups and downs, and you know, back when I got into it, it just was going up and up and up. And you have to understand at one point it's going to go down, and you know, I was a little uh, my strategy was trying to be the same as yours but uh with us purchasing another gen zero hero i actually completely fully invested for my initial investment into the game so i don't it's not play money for me it's as you'll realize when you play this game you start to enjoy it more and more especially with how they evolve it over time and so you want to get out at times but then you find, hey, I got to keep on pushing forward and you end up, whether it's trying to summon new heroes or, you know, get a rare hero that you've been waiting for for a while. Um, that comes up at, at times and it's hard to keep your money out that you originally want to. So you end up investing more and more, in my opinion. Yeah, I, mean, I think I'll I'm right there with both of you. I would say that I definitely have some of those positions in some cryptos here and there that I have money staked and I'm just going to leave it and forget about it for five years. Uh, not the case with what we've got going on here with DeFi kingdoms and jewel though. That's for sure. Nice. Well, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, usually in our, our past podcasts, we've gone into our, our projects at the, at the end of the podcast, but we, we have some exciting news um, today in, in the messages chat that, that we have going on. Walton was uh, ribbing you, Nindorf, about the, yes. the status of the alert system, and it, it feels like it kind of kicked you into high gear. 
Yeah, it did. You know, I, I kind of kicked off my winter break here a little bit early. I had some extra vacation to burn for the end of the year. So I, I took a few hours today to, you know, put a little effort into the alert tool and, and we got some, some good work going here now where we're getting updates on, on some settings that we had. Uh, so yeah, we've definitely got a functional prototype at this point. I'd say the plan for me moving forward over the next few weeks is to probably move it to a hosted site, you know, maybe like a Heroku or something like that that's free at first, you know, that doesn't take a lot of uh, power or bandwidth. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool to see that, you know, move forward here. Yeah, and speaking of your your question of the day, um, you know, we put a few alerts out there today. And I, I guess kind of to, to catch some of our listeners up to speed, maybe backtracking a couple steps. Uh, so you're developing an alert system that goes in and scrapes the data and based on certain hero criteria actually looks at the tavern and, and helps um, announce or sends a text message to us on, you know, heroes becoming available. And so we've set price, uh, you know, what generation is the hero, what rarity status is the hero. Um, and you, you've added a few new attributes as well, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to make more of things available that you would basically put as your filters in the tavern itself. I mean, we're not there yet. We'll get there. We'll add them slowly over time. But I think it's getting closer and closer. And and yeah, it was funny today. You had one that you wanted me to configure for you, and uh, it hit. I don't know what in like three minutes. I think it was after we launched it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting. I was like, oh, all right. Uh, it's <laughs> The prototype's working. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> well done. That's right. Uh, you know, it's, I'm going to, maybe I should call this uh, my tool to separate Raph from his jewel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was uh, fairly effective today. Um, and then, like I, I started into, um, speaking of your question, um, anxious or crypto anxiety, uh, we clearly found an anxious seller on the market um, and I saw you, you, we were looking at uh, legendary Gen ones is kind of what I had at my eyes set on. I think there's a lot of value there. Um, if you do have enough jewel available uh, to swoop up a legendary, something that really sticks out to me. Um, and actually, this is rares, legendaries, and mythics. They all have the ability five levels to gain an increased number of stat points. Um, and it feels like there is a, a value difference between really legendaries and even between the legendaries and mythics that, that legendaries feel like they're just at a great spot right now, um, in my mind, from kind of a price standpoint. And I'm a little bit betting on the future. Um, and then, like you said, it's clearly separating me from my jewels. So um, I swooped up and, and grabbed a, a legendary Gen 1 uh, for 250 jewel today. Now, Jewel is um, still pretty uh, high market price. Uh, you've been looking at the, the, the price of Jewel here, Walton, and we're on December 18th again. Um, so what do you, where are we at for, for the total price of Jewel compared to U.S. dollars? So Jewel right now, I just looked at it a few minutes ago, $10.08, and I want to be uh, – maybe five days to a week ago is just sitting at $6 and 50 cents. And I think that kind of ties into, uh, you know, with you getting a good price on a hero, people that are able to get higher price for their jewel is more willing to sell at a lower price 
And that's something that we've kind of talked about before um, with regards to, you know, maybe holding on to Jewel or even uh, getting in Jewel at the right time. That's certainly something that's been been playing in my mind in terms of, of how, you know, I, I understand that as we were all relatively early investors into DeFi kingdoms, you know, we can come at this with a, a bit of a privileged mindset in that we were reaping some of those early rewards with the amount of Jewel coming out. Um, and so, you know, holding Jewel when the price is low um, makes a lot of sense for, for these spikes in Jewel. Um, and that's, uh, you know, when trading in U.S. dollars. Uh, but if, if you kind of take a really long-run perspective of the game, which we've been trying to do, it feels like there's a, you know, at, at least in my opinion, a lot of value in, in getting some of these lower jewel costs, although granted higher dollar value cost heroes, um, as I anticipate, you know, kind of the uh, the cost of jewel to to level out or average out uh, in the future and probably come down a little bit from where it's at now. So I feel like I got a good deal um, and uh, Nine Dwarfs Alert system is, is working pretty well. So and I'm not trying to take away from from you. I'm not saying it's not a, a good deal. I do think it is a good deal. And obviously, if you can get in on some of these rare heroes with the jewel price dropping, I say go for it, especially with, um, you know, leveling up, I think is key. And the faster you can hold on to something that you're going to hold on to and start leveling it up, the better you're going to be off. Yeah. And, and Walton, you've been kind of our out of the, the three of us doing the most kind of action on a day-to-day basis with with trading uh, or buying and, and then selling heroes and, and looking for value in the marketplace. Now, I know you've had a, a few things pop up in your personal life and you've been taken away uh, from the game for about a week now. Um, but but tell our listeners, you know, just some of the experiences that you've had and uh, the value that, that you're looking for when you're, you're buying uh, and selling heroes. Yeah, so basically what I try to do is I try to match up professions with um, the type of hero that it is. Like, for example, you know, if you want to do a minor, you're best off looking for a knight, dark knight, or a paladin, or a warrior. And then I also try to look at ones that have stat bonuses on top of that. And I think those stat bonuses will equal out, um, or not equal out, but have more advantage over... Uh, the long run when you're going for some of these heroes. And that's one of the things that I've been seeing when I've been trying to buy, uh, for example, some fishermen or whatnot. I think uh, a ninja is going to be the top. um, It's going to be the top one for being a fisherman. And they already start off with really good base stats. And if you could find one that has a boosted fisherman stat on top of that, I mean, I think you're going to be doing good. And that's one thing that I've seen uh, when I'm looking at the, prices of heroes i mean when i first started doing it more or less looking at gen ones only and kind of seeing where it's going well that's something that's fun to do and you can kind of you can kind of make ahead of it at times but there's times that it's caught me too because uh one thing that i've noticed and the things that i've talked to you guys about and you, you kind of want to be cautious if you want to try to do buy or sell because i've done it and i've been caught sometimes and one thing that you gotta look at is the price of jewel if it starts going up um, the price that you might have bought it at down because you have obviously other competitors that you're selling against. And so um, there's been times where I've bought a hero, gotten a great price on it, and literally maybe four or five days 
I'd be lucky to even get what I paid for it. And I'd more or less have to sell it at a 25 to 50 jewel decrease. And that's one thing that I think you guys need to take a look at. If you're trying to buy into heroes, um, the hero market's up and down. So you might've gotten it at a bad price, maybe two, three weeks ago. And it might be a better price down the road from there. I mean, with these heroes leveling up and everything, I think there's going to be more increased value. So um, don't feel like you miss out right away. I just, for the people that are trying to buy and sell within the same day, um, you really got to find a great price and, you know, kind of offer it at really low floor price on top of that in order to sell within the same day. And if you're trying to flip it, it's best to do it within the same day. So, uh like I said, I've just been trying to look. I've seen a lot of value in what matches up with your profession and uh, the basically the class and everything that matches up with it. Yeah, talking about leveling up, I, I agree that there's going to be a lot of value there in the future. Uh, you know, maybe Nindorf, tell us, uh, do you got any guys at level three yet or how close are you? Not quite. I'm getting pretty close. I think I got a couple of my heroes – the ones that I at least, you know, plan on kind of holding long term uh, about back up to the 2000 XP mark again. So out of three, because I think it, it went up to 3000 to get to level three. That's so right. I'm getting there. I think I'll need a few more days. But yeah, those guys I'm eagerly anticipating. I, I had a pretty lucky uh, quest run with six heroes the other day where they came back with three runes between them all. And I was like, that's by far the best quest run I've ever had. So so I'm ready. Let's Let's get these guys leveling up. <laughs> nice, nice. And so something that you and I have been talking about, you know, when it comes to leveling up and, and the future of the game, you know, maybe looking beyond the profession quests is the, the combat quests. And Hubert brought up in the last AMA that, you know, you can send out a, a party of three heroes for a combat quest and that heroes are that they originally balanced all of their base stats around combat. And so trying to, you know, car place for all the basic and advanced classes um, to ultimately have balance when it comes to, to battling, how is that, you know, have you been thinking about this anymore since we last, uh, you know, spoke over a podcast and how is this potentially uh, affecting your, your long-term strategy of the game? Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely kept considering all of this because so it's funny, you know, you look at your roster of heroes here and I think um, what Walton was saying kind of resonates with me because matching profession and having the right stat boost there is huge. I've got a, a common ninja. So, you know, you're like, oh, he's a ninja. Sure, that's great, but he's still just a common. He's he's level two now and he's got like 28 points in fishing already and he's gotten some really good questing pulls for me. So it's like that guy for me, like – you know, on my roster, his goal is to just to go out and quest, you know, and then there's some other guys where it's like, well, okay, your, your profession doesn't match, but your stats are decent like that. I think I had talked in the past about having, I got a, a rare warrior paladin who uh, he's got a purple vitality and I'm like, well, that's actually great. He's going to be my tanky, you know, let's, let's put all the vitality in him. He's going to be that front runner, absorb all the damage in combat. So I'm, I'm trying to, kind of mix all of that together and, and you know I got the spreadsheet I got here where I track heroes you know, kind of put bold or asterisks by the ones that these are my questers and these are my combat guys and it, it 
it's interesting to kind of see which ones have been jumping back and forth between those two lists, honestly. You're trying to keep two perspectives in mind, you know, uh, because right now um, the profession quests are the only way to level up your heroes. The amount of efficiency there is good as you'll get the level ups earlier. You'll get the stat boost <laughs> then sooner in the game. Um, but ultimately, you know, the, the end game might be, you know, thinking about life after profession quest and how do you make sure your, your heroes are also combat ready as well. Um, and so that'll be playing into my, you know, when I leveled up from one to two, I pretty much only chose stats that would help the, the profession that they were in, you know, thinking about, oh, then I'll gain experience faster. Um, and I think, you know, going forward in the future, I'm going to be considering, you know, how do I affect my, my potential combat future of my hero uh, more than I did during the first level up? Yeah, I totally agree. And one that I've been considering is, you know, like like the knights and the, and the warriors that have like very little wisdom or intelligence, you know, <laughs> and then that could make them very susceptible to, you know, typically in RPG games, like any sort of magic attacks or maybe even like, you know, your archers, they're not able to dodge or whatnot, you know, with agility. So it's like, I think you, you don't want, you know, stats that are so high compared to low that you basically create vulnerabilities in your character. I think you almost need to get a balanced approach. And and I know we've talked about this a little bit, but like your thieves and your monks in the game right now kind of seem like kind of seem like garbage characters because they're those generalists, right? But I oh. think once that combat opens up and they're actually they don't really have a, a weakness, maybe not a great strength either. But definitely not a weakness. I and those the value of those characters might just keep increasing. I like it. I like it. So um, now we're going to go to our segment of the the Gen Zero check in. Uh, so this last time, um, you know, I, it was my turn, and I we we decided that we were going to take two turns of sharing our Gen Zeros. And so again. A, a Gen Zero monk and a Gen Zero pirate that the three of us went in on together. And the, the kind of the system that we've developed is each person gets uh, two uh, summoning chances with each of the heroes. And they're both on approximately the same three day cooldown uh, timer. And so, you know, the, the possible strategies that you can have are hiring them out, which Nindorf did, I think, the last time. Uh, summoning them together or hiring a, a partner or hiring a pair for each of the two heroes. Uh, this last time I decided that on, on both of my turns, I was going to, to hire out a, a pair uh, for each of them. And, you know, I, I tried to, you know, go for bust uh, one of the times and hired out a mythic, which just totally backfired and shot myself in the foot I got a real Steve the Pirate after that. <laughs> I, you know, I pretty much cried myself to sleep that night, uh, you know, spending the extra jewel to hire with a mythic um, and then getting a, a common pirate afterwards. Uh, that was pretty disappointing. But uh, the next round, I, I feel like uh, the heroes redeemed themselves and I ended up pulling a, a Gen 1 Legendary. And I'm also going with the the strategy of sandwich punch um, check out his articles on, on medium. If you haven't yet um, great resource. And uh, he, we also talked about it on the last podcast. And that strategy is instead of trying to go for the advanced pair um, right on that first summon, 
instead trying to go for a pure uh, version of of that next level hero. And the goal there is that your your main class and then the recessive genes of your main class, if they could become uh, the same. And so you summon a monk and a monk together with the goal that your your offspring, the, the main class is a monk, and then the first recessive gene is a monk. And that allows for hopefully less variance um, when you're, you're summoning down the road. So unfortunately, my, my recessive genes did not play out in that favor, but I tried that strategy nonetheless. So uh, Walton, it's, it's your turn now, and you have both, uh, both heroes have been delivered to you safely. It's always a, a bit terrifying as they, they go uh, across the blockchain. Um, what are your plans and uh, what have you been thinking about? So I think uh, not only you have to think about what you're trying to get, but you also have to consider the jewel with jewel prices and everything that's going on right there to make it a little bit more interesting. And right now with me, I've kind of invested a lot in the heroes. So I'm going to try using both Gen Zeros together as my first summon and hope it's not not a not, not a Steve the Pirate situation. And, <laughs> Uh, honestly, if it turns out to be a great summon, I'll probably, uh, run out for my next two. I, as we've seen when we started to, and anyone that's summoned a lot of these heroes, um, one thing to take into consideration is, you know, you think if you're going to run out a mythic or a legendary or guaranteed something, I think right when I, we first started, I rented out a mythic for like 300 jewel back in the day and got, I mean, I still got like a rare, uh, Gen 1, which at the time was going to go for what I rented out for. But I think uh, anybody that's trying to summon, you got to take into consideration just because you go with a Mythic or a Legendary, you're not. Your chances are improved. I'm not going to say they're not. But it's still very hard to get one of those. And obviously with the case of, you know, there has to be a rarity for that Mythic and the Legendary. So, um, like I said, I think I'm just going to go with my two summons right away. And then... Uh, I might run out on the second one. I'm not sure yet what I'm trying to do yet. But it's nice having two so you don't feel like you just crap the bed and all right, here they go. I'll wait my turn next time. Yeah, that and it is a pretty cost effective way. I mean, you are summoning them together for just the you know, the the, the summoning cost. And so at, at this point that's that's thirty jewel a piece, you know, you're you are absolutely guaranteed to get your money back. And so there's there's really it's a it's a very low risk strategy um and you know it, it's funny you talk about the, the the possible value you know i i built my own expected value calculators and in the heat of the moment of clicking the the hire out a hero button i got lured into the the low cost uh, i say that in air quotes uh the low cost mythic um, and so I, you know, I went against my, uh, my better judgment there. Um, but ultimately, you know, uh, it's, it's still fun playing the game. So, <laughs> and um, the other thing that's kind of tough too, is, uh, you know, as jewel does increase the cost to rent goes down and we've seen it drop dramatically. Uh, last time jewel got up to $10. So that's going to be a tough part right now is I know the cost of rent is going to be dropping. Uh, here in the next couple days, you know, a couple days for since, you know, renting is going to be so exact. So what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that renting is going to be a lot cheaper. So 
I still got to think about it because it might be better off for me to rent right away and then summon them two together down the road, but we'll see. Nice. So, uh, Nindorf, with your with your Gen 1s that you got from the last summon session, have have you had a chance to put them together? You know, what are your plans with them? So, the Gen 1s that I've, I had gotten um, were largely Steve the Pirates, to be honest with you. So, I, uh, I think at this point, I think I've dealed all of them on the tavern. Um, and I was able to use the jewel that I earned from them to purchase a rare summoner with five out of five left. I think I, I think I found him for a steal at like, I think it was 280 about a week ago. Um, jewel. Uh, now again, today that's maybe not as great of a deal, but um, a couple of days ago I did finally, you know, my nerves finally uh, abated enough that I decided to pull the trigger with him and a uh, rare ninja I had Um so I did get, I, I was lucky enough to get a mutated sage. So that actually really paid off. So in a roundabout way, the, the gen ones I produced did actually produce me a sage, but it was, it was a lot of stress. I tell you what, when you want to pull that lever. <laughs> oof. Yeah. That going from, you know, advanced class, it's still not a great summoning percentage uh, chance to get that, that Sage or Dragoon. Um, you know, you're only at 15% and uh, potentially 20% if the recessive genes play in your favor. So um, yeah, that's, it's uh, definitely a, a little bit of a scary moment, but, but hopefully, you know, that, that pays off for you. Um, any plans with what you're going to do with that three of three, uh, sage that you pulled? Yeah. So I, at this point I've, I've, uh, that's the second three of three sage I'm holding now. So I, I really, I'm really tempted to try to, you know, hit up discord Reddit or whatnot and see if someone wants to swap me a three, my three of three sage for their three of three dragoon and, um, see if I can pull the really expensive lever and go for that dread knight. All right. Well, you've heard it here. So, uh, listeners, if if you're sitting on a a three of three, a three of three dragoon, uh, Discord is XGF one one five, right? So, right. Uh, hit you up. All right. All right. Good. Good. So, you know, as I, I mentioned before, we usually close the podcast on on our current projects, and we talked about uh, nine dwarfs alert system earlier on and so what we're hoping to do is uh and this is a refresher we talked about this i believe during uh podcast two uh but we're our goal our first milestone goal is to get to 100 subscribers across all of our platforms we are on uh google Podcasts, on apple um on spotify and on anchor as well and once we get to 100 subscribers we are going to do a something like a, a live stream event and we're going to uh, put into a, a randomizer and we're actually going to select at least uh, two of our subscribers uh, to sign them up for, for your alert system. So uh, as, a, as a little bit of a thank you, um, and, you know, of course, as you mentioned earlier, our alert system is still in development. Um, and so this is uh, coming along in case we get 100 subscribers tomorrow. Uh, we may not turn it on in, in two or three days, it might take us about uh, a couple weeks to get there. Um, but something that uh, we have, that we're looking forward to and, and we're hoping the listeners are looking forward to as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of funny. I, I thought I'd mention it here. Uh, during this the recording of this podcast, it actually uh, sent me a text saying there was a 303 Dragoon out there for sale that just came out. So I'm, I got to go check that out real quick. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks, Nindorf. Anything uh, that you have on uh, closing remarks, Walton? No, I think you. I think uh, you guys did a good job. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And again, this is the uh, Adventures in DeFi Kingdoms crew uh, broadcasting live, high above the uh, the keep in the hot air balloon. So uh, please subscribe, and uh, we look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thank you.